Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 123 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we're reading chapter 29 of Powerless, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in touch with me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. Right there, there's three ways to contact me. Email, Twitter, something a little more obscure. That's fun, right? Uh, I don't have a Snapchat account yet or TikTok or Whizbang. What else do the kids use these days, huh? Do I sound old? Well, that's because I'm old. Hey, um, while you're at Jeff Reads' book looking for that TikTok link, uh, you can uh, also consider buying a book. That's right. Uh, if you're cool as hell, uh, you're going to buy a paper copy of either Bringing Balance or Offworlder, right? Those are the two. I think those are the two. Um, and if you're kind of cool, you can get the ebooks instead, which are much cheaper, but you have to read them on something you have to charge, which... That seems stupid. I don't know about what you think. Eh, whatever. So, yes, yes. How's everybody doing out there? Uh, we're hitting this up on a Sunday, uh, like I planned. Um, I got a little bit of some stuff done this morning. You know, I did a little bit of a workout. But uh, I started doing some laundry, as uh, everybody's used to. Uh, actually, I played some board games with uh, one-time guest hosts Glenn and Justin, and uh, they were making fun of my mentioning my laundry on every episode. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but um, it is on. And uh, after that, I cleaned off a pair of soccer cleats that were muddy. And uh, if you're keeping score at home, it's currently December. So the last time I wore them would have been October. So that was pretty gross. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, yeah, I got some stuff done, so I thought I'd try to squeeze this in, too, right now. And I think it's going to work out okay. Uh, it's kind of a bummer, though, because chapter 29 is the last true chapter of this book, right? What are we going to do after this? I mean, you guys don't want to hear the end of the adventures of Henry and Margot, or whoever, I don't know. Maybe you really like Pulley? Do you remember Pulley? How about Pauline? Huh? Pauline's pretty awesome. And she doesn't appear in this chapter, but I think she appears in the epilogue. I don't know. Eh, what are you going to do? I don't know if I'm going to write another one. These are so hard to write. We'll see. We'll see. I feel bad, like, ending the podcast, especially on a book that's kind of a downer. <laughs> Should I just go back and read Bringing Balance again? That would be a funny way to wrap up the podcast, is <laughs> just read the first book again. I'm not reading them all again, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a thought, I suppose. I could just read it again. Yeah. Mm. It's the book that started it all. Uh, it was written like 10 years ago, maybe. Mm. Does anybody know when I wrote uh, Bring Balance? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. You would be able to tell me if you bought a copy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we are reading chapter 29 today. It is the last chapter in Powerless. And it's... Um, well, we know how this has to end, right? If you've listened to the podcast since Bringing Balance, then you know what happens. And that's kind of a bummer, but 
it is what it is. You got to read the book. You know what I mean? Um, so this is, I do have, it is 127 lines. So that's a good length, probably a good 30 minutes of reading. Um, we have a big climax. It's very exciting. I mean, it's not exciting. Let's face it. Uh, what, less than half these chapters feature magic. So get ready. This one probably has none as well. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. I don't know what we're waiting for. Why don't we finish up this catastrophe of a book and dive in to chapter 29? So for today's episode, I'm going to be sipping on some old tub Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey today on the rocks. So I know last week I mentioned this whiskey and I said that it was cold as hell and I didn't want to put ice in it. Uh, because of the temperature, even though it is a harsh whiskey. Well, today we're going the other route. It's cold as hell, but I don't want to burn a hole in my stomach this morning. You know what I mean? Mmm. Oh, boy. Okay. That is harsh, man. Uh, I should... I don't know. I, I've been thinking about maybe... Should I go to the liquor store this week? I don't know. Right into the show! com. We're pretty low on that stuff, and I think I'm okay with that. We'll stick to, like, light beer for a while, I think. <laughs> okay. Margot stood before the remaining six members of the council inside the temple, presenting her three fugitives. They had told their stories in full, which led to the grave faces amongst the council members. The probable ambush of the temple the Temple's Warriors. It's not possessive. It's just Temple's Warrior. Okay. <sighs> the probable ambush of the Temple's Warrior Mages in the East did not sit well with any of them. Ooh, boy. <laughs> At this point in, like, uh, National Novel Writing Month, I was probably panicking. Just slapping words down, trying to get this goddamn thing done. Miss Lafleur, you have performed your task with exemplary efficiency and thoroughness as always, Sir Roland said. Thank you, sir, Margot responded, nodding. <sighs> but where did the bad intelligence about the Frevens Run's mages being taken north originate, she asked, still wondering how they had learned of it. A good question, he agreed. Because of your problem-solving and ability to deliver reliable intelligence, the Council and I would like to offer you a permanent position as a member of this Council. Ooh, you get to go to more meetings! Perhaps you can work with us to determine how this horrible accident occurred. Does occurred have two R's in it? I don't know. Write it to the show, jeffreydisbook.com. It looks wrong both ways, so... Margot smiled and nodded. I consider it my duty to serve. Very good, Sir Roland said. This is so lame. Uh, she noted that the other elders around her smiled as well. Turning to the three remaining Frebens run mages, Sir Roland said, Please go with Elliot here. He can provide you with accommodations now that you have arrived. You'll be safe from this point forward. Thank you, Billings said with a slight bow, and the three left the council chambers along with Elliot. Wow. That was terribly exciting. <laughs> Margot remained behind to discuss her new, powerful position. Drinking break! Mm. So what we've learned so far is Margot is climbing the corporate ladder. 
Wow. <laughs> this book is clearly written by a person who had office jobs. Am I right? Ugh, this is terrible. <laughs> mm. Henry had declined to go to the council chambers. He knew they disliked him, so he saw no reason to accompany Margot. Furthermore, he was exhausted. <laughs> Though it was dinner time, he opted to stay in and sleep alone. The knock on his door stole away his time to rest, though. As he rose to answer it, Janie stepped inside and closed it behind her. Usually upbeat, Janie was quiet tonight. Hey, how are you feeling? she asked. I'm okay, he answered. You? Glum like everyone else, she said. A ton of friends were captured during the ambush. Do you remember they went the wrong direction? And God knows what the directions were to try to ambush the magistrates. But that was an ambush in itself. And then, yeah. Uh, okay. I know, he said. What I don't know is how we were tricked into this plan, though. You'll have to ask the council, I guess, Janie said, shrugging and sitting down at a kitchen chair. I feel like this house, though, has been described more as a studio layout, so he doesn't really have a ki kitchen area, I guess. So I guess it's a kitchen chair, okay. Or is a kitchen chair like a thing? It doesn't actually have to be in the kitchen, but it is a kitchen Yeah, I guess that might be it. Right into the show, JeffReesesBook.com. Hey, can you look at this cut? He asked, remembering the neck pain. He pulled a chair around the table and sat facing perpendicular to her so she could see the side of his neck. Ouch, she exclaimed. That must have hurt. Sword? Yeah, Henry replied. It's a long and frustrating story. He felt her poke at the wound, and she leaned in close to look at it. Ooh, are they going to kiss? They're not going to kiss. Finally, she said, it looks like it is healing fine. Somebody must have cleaned this out good for it to be looking this healthy. Oh, didn't one of those little shitheads do it? Oh, no, no, it was a barmaid. Yeah, it was a barmaid. Okay. Um, another knock came at the door, and this time more forcefully. More forceful. <laughs> I feel like it should be more forcefully. I don't know. I'd say right into the show, but I'm tired. Henry sighed and said, come in. Come in! It's an exclamation point. Or is he mad? Sigh. Come in! The door opened, and Elliot stepped into his house. Am I interrupting anything? Oh, because they were going to kiss! Yes, sort of, Henry replied. I'd like to get some sleep after Janie leaves. That can't wait. That can wait, he responded. <laughs> Sorry, that was just me. That can wait, he responded. You're needed in the council chambers. Ooh. I think this is a fake drinking break, but drinking break. Yay! I didn't give myself much of a glass here. One second. One second. It's got to be a fake drinking break, don't you think? Um, are you serious? He cried without holding his disdain. Are you serious? He cried without... Well, how would he do that without hiding his disdain? He cried. <laughs> Are you serious? He cried without hiding his disdain. I am, Mr. McCallum. Now, if you will follow me, he said, leaving Henry's house. Damn it, he said quietly to Janie. 
I'll drop by tomorrow morning if that's okay. Yeah, I'll be around, she said, following him out the door. Drinking break! Henry opened the door and stepped inside the council chambers, ready to be disappointed. Sounds like every time... All right, let's work this. What do I step inside and everybody's disappointed? Um... 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 How about if I... It seems... I don't have a lot of... I don't step inside anything, you know what I mean? Uh, wow, this sucks. <laughs> uh, Henry, ready to disappoint. I'm like thinking of like professional things. Like I could say, oh, I step inside a conference to give a talk and everyone's disappointed. Which is probably true, but... I don't know, that's very niche and doesn't happen often. <laughs> I want something more common, like, um, see, that's the problem. I'm at a loss, you know? I can make, like, sexual jokes, but let's leave that out. <laughs> Without looking up, he walked straight to the center of the raised desks and stopped. When he looked up at Sir Roland, the man smirked at him. Henry did not return the smile. Mr. McCallum, he started, you may notice we have a new member on the council. Jeff had another drink. When Henry lazily turned his head, taut he left. He was shocked to see Margot sitting behind the desks. She smiled at him, but it seemed almost professional. Not the smile of someone who was in an intimate relationship. That's because Margot's power-hungry, we're learning in this episode. <laughs> He wondered how all this came to be in the few hours since they arrived home. Henry kept looking at Margot, confused, as Sir Roland spoke. We have a new mission for you. We need you to make contact with a rogue magistrate's agent north of here. Henry finally snapped out of his surprise. Wait, what? I just got home. Indeed, and now you'll be leaving again, Elliot exclaimed, explained. We need... We ha oh, okay. So is Elliot on the council? I don't know. Right into this show, jeffreysbook.com. I'm really not sure. Uh, I felt like he was like a, um, not sidekick. What's something more derogatory? Um, his, um, I don't know. What are they using that movie, you know, where he has to dress up as a bunny and then his brother falls over in the snow? Um, um. It's the redhead ginger kid and the little shithead that's with him. What, what do they call him? Up? Uh, not a, is it a lackey? Am I just looking for lackey? I feel like Elliot's Sir Roland's lackey. Yeah. Uh, we have intelligence that says this woman, ooh, it's a lady, might be able to provide us with information concerning the movements of magistrate's forces in the southern pasture lands. Henry looked at Margot, who stared at him expectantly. After a moment, Sir Roland said, You'll leave in the morning. We'll provide the details then. Fake drinking break. I think it's fake. We'll see. Mm. I'd say it's definitely fake. No, Henry said. What do you mean, no? Elliot asked. I mean, no, Henry said again. Mr. McCallum, you are being tasked with a mission, Sir Roland started. There's some dot, dot, dot. You are being tasked with a mission, dot, 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 Sir Roland started. 
Let me stop you right there, he said loudly. I have been home for two hours. I will not be going anywhere tomorrow, especially not for more of this magistrate's nonsense. Mr. McCallum, Sir Roland boomed. Mr. McCallum, Sir Roland boomed as Henry turned and walked out of the council chambers. Drinking break. This one's real, I think. This is hurting my stomach. Jesus. <laughs> Let me talk to him for a moment, Margot said, told. Okay, let me just pretend that didn't happen. Let's do an edit. Okay, let's clap. All right, there's the cut, and we'll roll it back And three, two, one, mark. Let me talk to him for a moment, Margot told the other council members. She rose from her chair and followed Henry to the council chambers as quickly as possible without running. Do you think she... Yeah, yeah, that, that must have looked silly. She couldn't believe how he had just acted. She was able to catch him as he walked down the steps of the temple in the twilight. Henry, she called. What do you think you're doing? He stopped halfway down and turned to her. Seriously? Tomorrow morning, he asked. It's good intelligence, and we need to act fast, she replied. Then find someone else, he snapped. There is no one else, or maybe you didn't notice, she said to him through gritted teeth. I'm not going to do that. The live studio audience, this is how I'd grit my teeth, you see? Yeah, but I'm not going to do it. I don't think it would pick up well in the mic. And, you know, I'm all about audio quality when I make these episodes. Um, let's see. There is no one else, or maybe you didn't notice, she said to him through, gr through gritted teeth. She couldn't believe how selfish he was being. Oh, are you talking about everyone who was ambushed? Is this intelligence from the same source? Am I about to get taken too, he asked, throwing up his arms? I can't even believe you would think someone on the council would set our own people up like that, she exclaimed, possibly in a, um, um... Um, oh dear. I haven't read a book in a while. What do you call that when it's, um, foreshadowing in a foreshadowing tone? <laughs> I'm terrible today. God damn. I can't even believe you would think someone on the council would set our own people up like that, she exclaimed. None of that matters because I'm not going, he said, crossing his arms like a three-year-old and throwing a little shitty tantrum. Furious Margot leaned in towards him. Then what are you even doing here? You don't want to help? Then why are you here? Henry stared at her silently, jaw clenched. A lot of jaw clenching, gritted teeth. Mm, very angry. You don't believe in any of this. You don't want to help people be free of this evil? Then just go, she said quietly, because there's nothing else for you here anymore. Margot turned and stormed back up the steps and into the temp temple, not bothering to look at Henry again. And that ends chapter 29! So what did you guys think of that chapter? And keep in mind, this is like last chapter of the book shit right here. I mean... I guess there's an epilogue. Does that count? Maybe the epilogue in this book should have been like the last chapter. You know what I mean? And then, I don't know. I feel like it all came to a head fast. Like, 
The last time we saw Henry and Margot before this chapter, Margot was tired and they were all walking home together and Henry smelled like raw sewage and his toes were wet, if you remember correctly. Uh, but there didn't seem to be like blatant animosity at the time, but uh, it really came to a head. I think it was like the buildup of all the tensions of this book and maybe the last one. I don't know. <laughs> the last one as in the, the, the previous one in the series. So Offworlder, I guess, whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, yeah, uh, not a good day for Henry though, right? So um, not a good like, what? 12 seconds for Henry, let's say. Margot both fired him and broke up with him in one conversation. In one enraged conversation. Both of them mad. Neither of them, Margot just not being yielding whatsoever, because she's kind of a hardcore bitch, but, you know, she's really... <sighs> she's really loving her new job that she's had for over 12 minutes, as far as we can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's a little extreme for her to be acting like this, but, you know, she's always been a bit of a pain in the ass with magistrates and what have you and whatnot, but... Eh, not a good time for Henry. So now he's... I mean, well, we don't know that he's out of the job, but it it sounded like he was, right? Margot told him to get the fuck out because there was nothing for him here. Which, you know, implies they're done, too. So, not good. Not good. Very bad, in fact. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that was a good ending scene. Um, I like the, the foreshadowing in this chapter. Like, Henry is implying... Well, I don't even think... Listen, it's not well written. So, Henry is implying somebody set them up to be ambushed, which is true, I guess, even though the ambush didn't really get explained well, probably because I didn't have any more time left. <laughs> but, um, so all the other characters that we don't see in this book were ambushed, right? Right. Okay. Um, Henry is implying, he's like, well, who gave us the bad intelligence? Margot has to verbally explain that it's ridiculous to think somebody on the council would do such a thing, which I don't think anybody thought that reading it, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> uh, so, but what I'm saying there is that there is some foreshadowing, like somebody on the council is getting all the good guys captured. And uh, I think we know from Bringing Balance who that's going to be, but we're so far into the podcast now, so far into the podcast that maybe you don't know, because maybe you checked into this podcast late. I'm just kidding. Nobody listens to this. <laughs> if you do write, listen to this, write into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. You probably won't, though. Okay. Mm. All right. So, yeah, that was, um, that was the last chapter. What do you want to do about that? Um, anywho, let's read some discussion questions, huh? Okay. Uh, question one. This is fun. So they tell Henry he has some something to do, mission to go on, and he just gives a a no, straight up no, not doing that. Yeah. Have you ever given like a blanket no at work? You know, when somebody says you have to do this and that, and just gone no, and just left it at that. His was like a just no. I'm leaving now. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm just interested. Like. I suppose it could be something, um, Henry did it because he doesn't want to, right? He doesn't see the point. He thinks it's dumb. 
I feel like a lot of blanket no's that people are going to have are, this is stupid, I don't want to do it, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not talking about, like, saving lives. Like, I won't, I won't start pouring the poison in the river. No, it'll never happen. Does anybody listen to this at, like, mining operations? <laughs> I'm guessing you don't. But if you've said no to, like, disposing of hazardous chemicals into the local waterway, good for you, bud. Good for you. Somebody else probably did it, though, so, I mean, it probably ended up pretty bad anyway, yeah, but uh, have you ever had that blanket no at work? I remember once, and see, this is what I mean by low stakes, um, um, we were having a meeting, and I guess he was kind of a superior, he was just older, who gives a shit, he wanted to write a rocket simulation in, in the programming language Ada, which... I was like, that is goddamn useless. And I gave, he's like, we should do it in Ada. And I said, no, I won't, I won't work on it. And he's like, well, why not? And I said, cause nobody, that doesn't help me at all. Nobody uses Ada. I don't want to program in Ada. He's like, oh, everybody uses Ada. And I said, nobody uses Ada. I'm not learning Ada for this. So yeah, that was the only blanket. No, luckily my actual boss was like, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> so that worked out okay. But uh, yeah, I probably would have quit, you know, that week if they said we're going to do it in Ada. I would be like, I'm just not going to do this then. So yeah, yeah, right into the show. See, that was pretty low stakes. I don't, I don't think anything bad was going to happen. All right, question two. Uh, what is, okay, so Henry is, he got home. Now he's going right to bed at dinner time. What is the earliest you've gone to bed, huh? Yeah, what What would you even consider early? And I mean, like, gone to bed, like, let's do away with, um, what do I want to say? This is like your nighttime sleep. Like, you plan on getting up in the morning. So what is the earliest you went to sleep to make that happen? Uh, I don't know. Dinner time is very early. I can see that happening if I like pulled an all nighter the night before, which might have happened. I don't know. Um, but I can't think of like good examples. Can you guys think of any good examples? What's the earliest you've gone to bed? And I mean, you go to bed and then you wake up at like 7 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give me like, well, I work the night shift, so I go to bed at 10 in the morning that well well no shit you do i mean that's not yeah everybody knew that let's tell a story and if you want to tell a story head on over to jeffreadsbook.com and right there there's three ways to contact me you can hit me up on email at jeff at rainbow-100.com or you can hit me up on the twitter at fortran jeff all one word all bloosh together in one very big phrase no underscores and you can hit me up on mastodon at jeff at toot dot rainbow dash one zero zero dot com the com means commercial yay that's exciting does anybody remember that probably not yeah that about does it um so we still have an epilogue of this book and i'm starting to brainstorm what we're going to do after this ends but uh I think that about does it. I mean, this is a bummer of a book, don't you think? Should I just go back and read all the books in order, starting with Offworlder? I'm not doing that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that was the last chapter. We're going to be back next week with an extremely short epilogue. It's going to be worth it, though. You're all going to enjoy it. 
And uh, before the epilogue, remember to write into the show. I gave you some addresses and all that horse shit. So anyway, until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.